the run game shows up this week is the let Russ cook narrative over with is Ken Norton back on track did he figure it out is the Seattle defense um, you know ready to play football is this Seattle team truly still a contender for a championship this season What's going on, everybody? This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and thank you for joining me on this edition of Short Yardage. And um, we are coming off of a win Thursday night football. The Seattle Seahawks take care of the Arizona Cardinals 28 to 21 at the not the clink at Lumen Field, Lumen Field. And I I don't know what kind of. nickname we're going to be able to come up with for Lumen Field. I guess CenturyLink has been um, bought out or rebranded or whatever the case may be. So they're no longer called CenturyLink. They're now called Lumen. Lumen being, um, by definition, a measurement of of light or um, light brightness, I believe. Um. So, yeah, what are we going to call? I, I use Clink as the um, nickname, as my nickname of choice for CenturyLink Field. I thought it sounded pretty tough. Um, I don't know how you make Lumen sound tough, though. So it's going to take some work to figure out, um, you know, a tough sounding nickname for for Lumen Field. But be that as it may, the Seattle Seahawks are undefeated at Lumen Field. And um, uh, we took care of the division rival Arizona Cardinals on Thursday night. And um, there is, I suppose, a lot to be said about this game. Um, you know, there was a lot of things to to cheer about. I still feel a few things to, to be concerned about, though. Um, you know... It, Number one, it's just nice to get back into the win column. I guess that's just first things first. Getting back into the win column is is paramount. Um, This division is looking obviously like the toughest division in football. Um, And it's a tight race uh, between ourselves, the Cardinals and uh, the Rams. Unfortunately, the 49ers, um, you know, don't look to be um, don't look like they're going to be formidable this year and it's really unfortunate for them well i don't like the 49ers so any any bad luck that happens to that team i'm never going to be unhappy about but in the spirit of you know sportsmanship and just you know loving football their year has been quite unfortunate with injuries and things like that um but hey that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes um and uh you know if this was a different um a different online um, content that I used to that I used to <laughs> produce. I would say something that's a little more vulgar, but um, yeah, no one cares. Four Niners, tough, you know what? Um, but we got a th- we got a three way race for this division, and with the win on Thursday night, Seattle puts themselves um, atop that race, and potentially. Uh, depending on what happens on Sunday, you know, we could have sole uh, position or pole position or sole ownership of this division um, by record 
uh, when this week is done. Um, but let's talk about it. Let's talk about this game on Thursday. How did we look? Um, Russell Wilson looked good again. He didn't turn the ball over, which is which is a good day on any day. Um, being responsible for, I believe, like 10 turnovers in the last three games or something, something astronomical, just not at all like Russell Wilson. Um, and I was saying previously that I believe this has a lot to do with this let Russ cook narrative. Um, letting Russ cook is a great idea, but if you don't give him something to work with, the best quarterbacks aren't going to be able to produce all on their own. You got to give him something. And that's what Russell Wilson got on Thursday night. You gave him a little bit of something. Matter of fact, you gave him a little bit of two things. You gave him a little bit of a running game and you gave him a little bit of defense. That's all Russell Wilson needs to, to succeed. He doesn't need a whole lot of anything. He just needs a little bit of something. The defense um, handled Kyler Murray much better this week uh, than we did the last time we played them. Um, there's a lot of conversation about his injury to his shoulder being the culprit there. Um, I mean, that may have had something to do with it down the stretch, but it was looking like, um, you know, we had a, uh, you know, we had a beat on this team, you know, from jump street, um, you know, just tackling better, you know, really, I, honestly, I think that I've I had said previously that, you know, all season long, the, the problem has been that we were not getting a good pass rush. And people were talking a lot about getting edge rushers on the field. We need an edge rusher. We need an edge rusher. And I disagree with that. I I stood on our edge rushers are doing their job. They're they're getting around the edge. These edge rushers are, are, are getting around the edge, you know, almost often against these teams. But we had no push in the middle. So quarterbacks just always have the ability to step up into the pocket and create plays. Um, and and that's and that's where we were lacking. It was the middle of the defensive line. The defensive interior line was where we were having problems. And last night, excuse me, Thursday night, uh, I saw some interior uh, pressure from the defensive line. And that was disrupting Kyler Murray um, and... I think that is going to be our saving grace on defense. Um, you know, that was that that was what I enjoyed seeing. Um, Murray was was was, you know, dodging left and right. He was, you know, he was freezing his own self, trying to juke and dodge um, and getting caught up. Um, you know, there wasn't a a pocket per se for him to step up into every single time and then take off and run. We, we didn't give him that option and, and, and it boded well for us. Um, so that was really the big, uh, difference defensively. Um, but letting Russ cook worked out for us again, is the, I guess the, is the letting Russ is the let Russ cook thing over? No, not at all, but you got to give him something. Carlos Hyde had a great day. Big shout out to Bo Scarborough. I hope he's not too terribly injured. He got, um, bent over himself. Um, ended up doing the splits and then, I mean, his whole face touched his knee as he got bent back or as he got bent over, um, uh, himself on, on, um, you know, on the tackle that he got hurt, um, ended up being a hamstring injury and I hope he's okay. Um, 
I don't know that Bo Scar uh, Scarborough is going to be, you know, our our new best running back or anything like that. But um, he came out on that field and ran the ball well. When the ball was in his hands, he produced. Um, you know, it was it was positive plays. Carlos Hyde had a great day. You know, we ran the ball for I believe. Um, I don't know what the total uh, rushing yards were, but it was over 140 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, it was it was just great. It was a great game, a balanced game. Um, you know, what I have been saying all season long is how the Seahawks are going to win football games is by making the other team one-dimensional. And we were doing that by getting on them early. So we had a, 165 total yards on the ground. Um, on Thursday night between Hyde, Wilson, Scarborough, and, um, DJ Dallas had one carry for 13 yards. But I mean, every single one of our running, our, every single one of our players who ran the ball ran for over four yards of carry. Hyde, 5.6 yards of carry. Wilson, 4.2 yards of carry. He was 10 for 42. Uh, Scarborough, 5.2 yards of carry, six for 31. I mean, Dallas had one for 13. I mean, as a team, we ran for 5.3, over five yards of carry as a team. That's huge. That's huge. Um, uh, and what I was going to say is, you know, my, 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 my take on this for the Seattle Seahawks to win football games this year was making the other team one dimensional, jumping out and scoring early, which is what we kind of did, uh, through the first five, six, you know, seven weeks of the year. Um, uh, uh certainly the first five, um, get out there and score early and, make the other team have to switch up their game plan. If you make a team one-dimensional, it's it's much easier to play defense against them even if you have a bad defense. And that's what we did. Our offense is, excuse me, our defense has been terrible, but we haven't had to worry about the run too much because we've been jumping out on le- to leads on these guys. And so even with a bad pass defense, if you know the pass is coming, you you can, you know, stay afloat, which is what we've done. But in games where we weren't able to jump out early, um, you know, teams, uh, were able to be balanced against us and, um, and, you know, we ended up dropping a couple of games. Um, and that's kind of, it kind of got flipped on us where Seattle ended up being coming, you know, becoming one dimensional and unable to have balance. And we ended up losing those games, you know, that, that we had our, our own formula used against us. Um, and without a running game, you know, Russell's forced to do too much. And when you have all this extra responsibility, all these extra tasks to do with all this extra stuff, more, um, you know, more uh, uh, mistakes are going to be made. And that's what's happened the last two weeks. You know, I mean, uh, dropping two games in a row is not like the Seahawks. So you give Russell Wilson a little bit of running game, give Russell Wilson just enough defense, and we pull off victories. Um, so. I'm happy uh, to, to to see a win um, coming on Thursday night. Um, big up to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf both having, um, you know, good days. Uh, Lockett, nine targets, nine catches. I mean, you know, the, the yardage, you know, not, um, you know, not huge uh, for either one of them. But so what, <laughs> you know? Uh, nine targets, nine catches, a touchdown. DK Metcalf, five targets, three catches, a touchdown. Um, DK Metcalf 
should have had bigger numbers. Number one, he should have had more. He should have had much bigger yardage. Um, he instepped on Patrick Peterson and caught a big ball down the sideline that was nullified by a ridiculous holding call. Um, who was it? Damian Lewis, I believe. Um, uh, got just just pan. Well, it's not a pancake, I guess, if the defensive lineman does it. But just got ran over by. Um, uh, I can't. I'm not sure which uh defender it was for Arizona, but just got ran over, and he kind of just sprawled. You know, as he as he got you know got you know just pummeled into the into the into the turf there, and the refs called a hold because the defender tripped over him after he after he ran him over. Terrible call. It, there was no hold, and it nullified a huge, great play for DK Metcalf, and that could have been that play. That play would have set us up big to go up fourteen nothing against Arizona um, on Thursday night, and that would have been huge to really m- maybe put that game away early. Um, uh, so a really bad call there by the refs, um, uh, and it's unfortunate, you know, when the you know refs have to, you know, when when the the refs getting into a game, you know, changes the face of the game. I really do believe that that call did change the face of the game. You know, it, ultimately we end up with a win. So you kind of, you kind of forget about it, but that changed the face of the game already up seven, nothing. If we get that play and we're down now in scoring range and Arizona's on their heels, I mean, that certainly was going to put them in a spot. You know, I mean, that 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 call that, you know, that penalty calling, getting the play called back changed the face of the game for sure, because that play would have changed the face of the game. So either, whether you keep it or, or 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 take it away, that changes the face of the game. And that was certainly that there. Um, and then DK Metcalf took a fastball off the face um, in the back of the end zone. That was, um, you know, unfortunate to see, but I don't really blame him too much. I think he just kind of got his. um I think he, uh, you know, running behind, he was running down the the back the the back line um, of the end zone there, and I think as he crossed behind Patrick Peterson, I think there might have just been a, a a brief moment where his vision was obscured, and that was right when Russell fired in that fastball that was like on fire, um, and he just didn't have time to you know to see it before it was hitting him in the face. Otherwise, that would have been another six points there. Um, but a good game uh, by the uh, receivers uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we lost Greg Olson, unfortunately. Uh, looks like he's done for the season. Um, so we lose a little bit of depth at, depth at tight end. Um, but Jacob Hollister, Will Disley, uh, I think that they're you know um, poised to uh, to handle handle the um, the responsibility. Hopefully, we don't see any further injury there. Injuries is a big deal this year. Injuries are just huge, huge. Uh, when Scarborough went down, I was like, oh, come on, give me a break. Like, give me a break. Well, you, you bring a guy in, you bring a guy up to, you know, to help with depth and he goes down. I mean, geez, injuries are just terrible this season. So I say all that. Well, let, let's let, let I don't want to jump the gun here. So Russell cooking is not over with. Uh, we just got to give him something. We just got to give him something. The big question, did Ken Norton figure it out? Is, is Thursday night's game a testament to Kim Norton? Kim, Kim, Kim Norton? Ken Norton figuring something out? 
or did we just play a decent game against a team that is, you know, maybe not so great? A team that's flashing, but, you know, ultimately a young team, ultimately an unproven team. And, you know, they're a team that's going to falter from time to time. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because I still saw a lot of things um, that I didn't like um, from that defense. Um, you know, I, I saw players out of position. I saw players overrunning, um, overrunning, over pursuing on tackles. Um, I saw players, you know, open in the middle of the field. I, I just, again, but you know, and I, and I always, um, caution people to be mindful of the fact that you might be, con- uh, comparing this team to the Legion of Boom, which was, a hi- which was a historically great defense. And, to, to just be mindful of that, you know, these, this team is not the Legion of Boom. So if you compare them to that, you're always going to be disappointed. And so I will be um, careful not to do that myself. But I just still saw a lot of just a lot of little things that I didn't really appreciate. I saw Kenyon Drake outrun Trey Flowers on a little stick route. I mean, it was I don't even know he was only a few yards downfield, uh, put a little stick route. Trey Flowers over pursued him to the inside and Kenyon Drake turned him out and ran toward the sideline and got it was something 13, 14, 15 yards and got a first down. I mean, when you've got a a big back now, Kenyon Drake isn't slow, but he's a big back and he's out running your corner. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Um, you know, I, I, I don't like some of these. Um, you know, bullet tackles that uh, uh, Quandre Diggs is uh, is 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 just shooting at at, at ball carriers or, or potential receivers. You know, I, I wrap it up, wrap them up. You know what happened to Hawk tackling? I just see a whole lot of stuff I just don't like, and I feel like the uh, uh, the message has been lost. There used to be a message, and I feel like it's been lost. Um. So did did uh, Ken Norton figure it out? Well, apparently, leading into the game, uh, he called a an accountability meeting where all players on defense, veterans and young guys alike, were were challenged to 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 explain or show their job, their responsibility in various different defensive situations, um, and. Supposedly, the you know the uh, this this meeting was was fruitful, and with that in mind, if you look at the play from Thursday night, it looked like there was you know more accountability. It looked like there was less uh, situations with players out of position. Um, DJ Reed had a pretty pretty decent day, um, you know, and despite what I mentioned with Trey Flowers had a pretty decent day. Um, you know, I don't think they grayed out very high on like, you know, on P by PFF numbers, but, um, you know, when you don't have to call their name over some bad stuff, that's that, that's how I look at it. When it comes to corners, I don't expect corners to get, to get interceptions and, and, and pick sixes. I don't expect that. If that happens as icing on the cake, what I expect is to not have to say your name about something you did poorly or something you did bad when you gave up a big ball over the top or something like that or missed a tackle. If I don't have to say say your name regard uh, in regards to that, then I think you you probably had a uh, you know a halfway decent day. 
um, you know, uh, Larry Fitzgerald and, 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 and Hopkins, um, you know, those are two big time receivers, even Christian Kirk, big time receivers. Um, you know, Hopkins, eight targets, five catches, 50 yards. Not bad. Not bad. 10 yards a catch. Sure. But I mean, he's a big time receiver. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald was held pretty much in check. He's a, he's a volume guy. He's going to get a lot of catches because he's more of a possession receiver these days. Eight catches, 62 yards. Uh, but all for, all for, you know, mostly, you know, uh, uh, I'll call it pedestrian, uh, yardage. Um, you know, we only gave up, uh, I think one real serious deep ball. And that was to, um, Williams, the tight end, uh, on a deep corner. Um, and, uh, uh, and that one was, I think that was Diggs played that played the route a little too shallow. If I'm not mistaken, it was Diggs. Um, uh, you know, so we gave up one, but the defense played well. So maybe the meeting that Ken Norton called with the defense helped. I guess we'll really find out as we go through the rest of the season. Um, and, uh, we'll see what happens, uh, you know, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing is that this defense has made subpar offenses and subpar quarterbacks look really good against us. And that's the part we've got to get turned around. Now we took Kyler Murray, who's certainly better than subpar and who may be even teetering on being great. Um, we certainly, uh, you know, did a good job against him. Um, and if that's going to be the kind of play we're going to have moving forward throughout the rest of the season, then, then, you know, things should be good. Things should be good. Um, you know, and finally, what do we expect from this team as far as being a contender for a Lombardi trophy? Is this team a contender? You know, if we look at the schedule, uh, moving forward, we have, uh, not, necessarily in this order because i'm not looking at it but we have the eagles we have the giants we have the jets we have the redskins excuse me we have the football team um i think we have the uh uh rams and niners again that's how the, that's how the, the season shakes out uh, again not necessarily in that order um the rams could be an issue i think the giants could be an issue they've got a, a young quarterback there who's doing big things but Outside of those two, um, I think Seattle really has a good shot of, you know, winning out the rest of this season. I mean, we could win out. If the offense continues to do what they're doing, we're going to get healthy. If the offense continues doing what they're doing and the defense gives gives us just enough, we could win out. 13-3 and three will probably give us the first seed. And... If we have the first seed in the playoffs, um, that's what we would need to really be to have a legitimate conversation about getting to the Super Bowl. It, it, it a, a, we would be an overrated first seed, but a first seed nonetheless. And what I mean by that is, as the as the number one seed, um, you know, we would be. We, we wouldn't be world beaters at number one. We would be the fortunate um, beneficiaries of a of a week schedule down the stretch and, uh, you know, have the opportunity to, to position ourselves well going into the postseason. But I believe we would be an overrated number one with Green Bay uh, coming to get us with New Orleans, depending on how they're able to play without their, uh, you know, their starting quarterback now. Um, 
you know, it, th- th- those teams are are going to be, uh, you know, a, a force against us. Um, you know, especially Green Bay. I would I would certainly worry about Green Bay. Um, you know, so I think we'd be an overrated number one, but we could do it. But we could do it. I worry about the Giants and I worry about the Rams. Um, those are the two games that I worry about the most throughout the rest of this year. Um, even at 12 and four, 12 and four could get us the number one seed. Uh, but to get to have a number one seed would be gigantic. And that would really put us in the driver's seat. Uh, put us, well, I should say, give us the best opportunity to make it uh, to February. To make it to February. Um, outside of that, you know, the jury's out, right? It's, it depends on what Seattle defense is going to show up, you know, you, you know, and what quarterback we're going to be going up against in the playoffs, you know, because the, the, the not good quarterbacks look good against us. So what do you think that the good quarterbacks are going to look like? That's not good in the postseason. Not good in the postseason. We've got to keep this running game going. Seattle is a contender. There is a chance. Especially if we can, you know, win, you know, most, most, if not all of the, of these last games, give us a, give us a number one seed and we're looking good. Give us number one seed and we're looking good. Um, you know, right now, I believe we are, uh, well, I actually, that's not true because we won on Thursday night. So that puts us back, um, that puts us back. What seed did that give us right now? Let's take a quick look here. Let's take a look here. Right now. With the win on Thursday, Seattle is um, the three seed three seed at seven and three um and the saints and packers are two and one respectively because they haven't played yet um so we'll see what happens there um but before before uh, thursday night we were all the way down at the um the, i think the sixth or the seventh spot i think we were the seventh spot so i was like man Go figure our Seattle Seahawks would be the first team to actually take that seventh wild card that, uh, you know, that uh, third wild card spot. The first year it's actually available. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, a, a number one seed is not out of the is not out of the question here. And I think we need that to really get to the Super Bowl. Um, and so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens here. We got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles coming up. And uh, it's going to be uh, a good game. I think uh, uh, it's going to be another one of those games where, you know, the the team we're playing against uh, is not at all the better team. But uh, they're going to look better against us because we just are still for, you know, for lack of better words, inept on defense. And they're going to make it a game. They're going to make it a game. I don't I, I would like to see us go in and just blow the Eagles out just to show that we are far and above better than this three, five and one team. But I just don't see that happening. I don't I don't I just don't see it happening. I would love to see it, but I just don't see it. Not not in my not in my eyes. I don't see it happening. 
But uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some better news you know, coming off of that. Um, make sure you guys go and check out Seattle Sports Union, the team there. Seattle Sports Union, that's seattlesportsunion.com on the web. Check us out on Twitter at Seattle Sports U. Um, and uh, check out the podcast um, every typically Thursday night. Uh, was a, We did it on Friday night. Uh, this week as the Seahawks played on Thursday. So we moved it one day back. Um, but um, all things Seattle sports from the manners to the mist. And of course, our Seattle Seahawks. Check out Abraham DeWeese, Brian Solak, uh, myself and the rest of the team there for um, our unlicensed professional opinions. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, uh, Short Yardage with the SoCal Seahawk, Robert English. I'm on Spotify. Catch me on Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Um, for these weekly updates. We end it with a win for the Seahawks. Uh, first place in the division uh, for the time being anyway. And uh, hopefully we uh, keep this moving forward. This is Rob English, your SoCal Seahawks signing off. Go Hawks. <laughs>